I've never been a person who is good with numbers, like basic arithmetic. And honestly, this skill is one that some people have and others just don't. But just because number concepts don't come naturally to some students does not mean that they are incapable of building number sense. This week's guest is an expert in helping students succeed in math by focusing on number sense and how this skill plays a part in comprehension. Plus, she also gives some ways to incorporate number sense into your daily math block. Welcome to Upper Elementary Simplified, the podcast where busy and overwhelmed teachers find thoughtful ideas to get students engaged in meaningful learning experiences. Hi, I'm Dana Rodebush, former fifth grade classroom teacher and founder of Teacher Tech Studio. I'm here to share practical tips and strategies that will help you grow as an educator. If you are a tired upper elementary teacher searching for ways to cut down your planning time while boosting student engagement, you are in the right spot. Are you ready? Let's simplify. Hello, hello. Today we have another guest on the show who is one of the contributors to Math Madness. Last week, I chatted with Laura from Cool School Comics And today I have Amy Dixon from Amazing Materials for You. Amy began her teaching journey in 1987, and she has taught every age from babies to fifth grade, as well as college and graduate school. Her expansive knowledge and experience in many educational roles, including classroom teacher, literacy coach, reading interventionist, and current gifted classroom teacher, have led her to realize that teaching math is her true passion. I am excited to welcome Amy to the show. Welcome to the show, Amy. Please tell my audience a little bit about you and how you serve the education community. Hi, I am Amy Dixon of Amazing Materials for You which in short is A-M for Y because it's a, it's an acronym of my name. I started teaching or started my teaching journey in 1987. Um, I was in another career and it was not working out so great for me. So I decided to go to graduate school and I taught or as an, I was an assistant teacher in a preschool while I was in graduate school. And I have taught babies through fifth graders as well as college and graduate students I am currently a third grade teacher in an advanced academics program, which is also known as a gifted program. Um, And so I work with very high achieving, um, extremely bright, very curious kids. Um, And I love it. That's definitely my my niche, my jam. (laughs) Uh Um, I am the mom of two young adult daughters. I have a Maltese dog and two cats. And I enjoy traveling very, very much, reading, hiking, and singing in my spare time. That is awesome. Very cool. Well, I was a um, second career teacher as well. So we Mm -hmm. have that in common. So I know that you like to talk about number sense and the importance of number sense. So talk a little bit about number sense in the elementary grades and why it is so important for students. Yeah, I have been teaching 
fifth or fourth grade since 2011. And so those students were coming to me with a pretty solid foundation of number sense um, that may, you know, they may need a little bit of of um, reteaching or refreshing. But I just, as I said, I just moved to third grade and um, they they are still at that stage where they're having a little bit of trouble with visual representations of numbers. They'll do a, they'll do a problem and they'll get some crazy answer that I, you know, I'll say, does that really make sense? And they say, I don't know. And so, <laughs> so I think it's well, really, really important for them to be able to start creating those, those images in their head so that they can see that, um, that if they get an answer that's way off, that uh, they need to go back and try again. So um, when they start computing large numbers, they begin to develop the ballpark estimates naturally. And for example, if a child knows that four and eight tenths plus 48 and seven tenths must be about 55, then if they get some answer like 5,500, then they know that it's wrong. Um, and, you know, same goes with multiplication. So if they know, you know, that uh, 48 and 7 tenths is about 50 and 48 and 5 tenths is about 5, then they can kind of get a general sense that the answer to that multiplication problem is going to be around 250. Um, it's funny because historically, and I've been a teacher for a long time, um, Kids hate estimating and I don't really understand why. I always tell them um, that it's important to be able to estimate and to have number sense so that you so that you know that if you're you know if your answer is reasonable. And it's I love estimation and I think you know it comes from being a broke young teacher where you know I had to be able to um, look at the groceries and figure out if I had enough money when I got to the cash register so I wouldn't be embarrassed. Um, and in fact, even last weekend, my daughter and I were at Costco and as I'm putting things in the cart, I wasn't even, it was just automatic. And I got to the cashier and I said, this is going to be about $400 and it was 409. <laughs> I love that. That is so cool. I, I can totally totally relate to that being a broke young teacher and being able to estimate in Walmart. That is so funny. And it's very true. I entered into education a little over 10 years ago, and I realized right off that some of these kiddos had better number sense than I did. Mm -hmm. And um, because I was never really good at quick mental math as a student, and I'm really still not, but I've gotten better through the use of some of those number sense strategies like estimation and, you know, building friendly numbers and that type of thing. So it's very, very true. Totally understand. So a big part of building number sense is instilling a deep understanding of place value. So in your experience, what are some effective ways to help students better understand place value? I think using manipulatives is always the way to go. I, you know, as, as a young teacher, I taught kindergarten and first. So I had that solid foundation of, you know, making things very concrete for them. And I definitely find that third graders need that too. The, 
the base 10 blocks really help them visualize the values of the cube, the flat and the rod when they know the value of the unit. So if I present the unit as one, then they then it's clear and they know that the rod is 10 times larger, the flat is 10 times larger than the rod, the cube is 10 times larger than the flat. Um, same goes for decimals. If the cube is one, then it's visually clear that the flat is 10 times less than the cube and the rod is 10 times less than the flat and the unit is 10 times less than the rod. You know, they can hold them up and and literally, you know, put the little unit against um, the flat or against the rod and count. Um, but what I find so funny is that they really prefer to work with money. Um, and I think maybe they love money because they've been working with it since kindergarten, but they seem to pre prefer using coins and paper money to make sense of place value. They totally have that kind of inherent gut knowledge of, um, this penny, uh, you know, this dollar is worth a hundred times more than this penny. Um, it's pretty easy for them. So, uh, so we Absolutely. do work with them. Absolutely. I think that's great. And so not only are they building place value number sense, but they're also working with real life skills, which is awesome. And I also thought it was really interesting to hear you talk about how you presented the visual of the, you know, like your base 10 blocks um, with the younger kids, because I was always in fifth grade. I've only ever been in fifth grade. So I don't really have the experience with that part of place value. They kind of um, had, I have more of the abstract experience mm -hmm. rather than the concrete experience. So I thought that was interesting listening to that. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So in today's classroom, it is important for teachers to be able to transition between both whole group and small group instruction. So what number sense activities and lessons have you found to be best for whole group instruction versus small group instruction? Well, I think number talks are, are kind of a, a great go-to because they can learn so much from each other and they can um you know, they can work on accountable talk. Uh, one of my favorite place to, places to find number talks is Steve Wyburnie's, I think that's how you say it, or Wyburnie's blog. Um, this is not an affiliate plug or anything. He's just a generous <laughs> math teacher who shares his treasure trove of great math resources for free. My favorites, awesome. are, yeah, my favorites are the Esty Mysteries, uh, what is the missing, sorry, what is the mystery number in the box and splat? Uh, there's also a great website with tons of the ever popular, which one doesn't belong challenges that are perfect for whole group instruction and discussion. Awesome. And I will definitely link that in the show notes for any, any of the teachers who want to check that out. Cause that sounds really helpful. Yes. And it, it, the they're already on slides. So honestly, all you have to do is download it and just stick it in your daily presentation. It's so easy, user-friendly. Um, and my thing about small groups, I teach nearly everything in small groups. And I run four small math groups a day. The reason I do this is because I want to be able to watch every single student in my class reason through problems and help them with misconceptions right away. The way I'm able to do this is because I run a flipped classroom. And if you don't know what a flipped classroom is, it is you don't have traditional homework. 
they watch a short video and do some exercises the evening or the morning before the class. And then when they come to class, what they're doing is practicing those skills. And so I do have lessons at the teacher table, but I don't really do a whole lot of whole group instruction. Um, they, they love to, they love to represent their thinking by drawing on the table with dry erase markers. And we do that fairly frequently. And, um, you know, they will, they've gotten very comfortable with making all kinds of representations on the table as they're working and explaining their thinking as they're going. And they also really love using dice to create multi-digit numbers to, and decimals to compare and order. So, you know, I, I just, I just give them a, a handful of dice, you know, here's five dice, roll them. And I use the 10 sided or the, sorry, the 12 sided ones. Um, and if they roll an 11 or a 12 or a 10, I just say roll again because it's too complicated. So, <laughs> um, you know, they'll make, they'll make a, a five digit number and then I'll say, put it in any order that you want. And then how would you round this to the tenths place? How would you round this to the um, to the hundreds place? How would you round this to the thousands place? Um, do you go up or, up or down and that kind of thing? Um, I love that. Yes. They love it. They love that. That's their, they're like, oh, dice. <laughs> um, and, you know, the small dice, things. <laughs> yeah. Dice are easy. They're, you know, they're, they're very uh, portable and small and don't take up a lot of space and relatively cheap to acquire. Um, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then we also do um, escape rooms occasionally, especially for review and um, rich math tasks as a whole class in small groups. And for people who don't know what I'm talking about with rich math tasks, I, I teach in Virginia and the Virginia Department of Education has an entire section dedicated to math tasks. And um, they're, they're just multi-step word problems. And it will say, solve this two ways or three ways and use numbers, pictures, and words to solve. And, you know, honestly, I, if I had one that I could do every week, I would do it because I put them in a group of three and they go, they go to town with their big, huge um, poster size sticky, sticky note. And they, you know, start reasoning and talking and drawing and writing and all of it. And it's, it's super cool to watch. Wow. I didn't realize that about the Virginia standards or the, and you know, that they provide that for you. That's mm -hmm. really cool. It's like performance tasks. So mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's really cool. And I also love that you work with your students in small groups every day. I love that. I never was able to do it every single day, but um, I think it's so, so beneficial for so many reasons. The kids love it. The teacher can assess more accurately. Like you said, you're able to watch them very closely. And then probably most importantly, the teacher can redirect misconceptions right there in the moment. So I mm -hmm. think that is super beneficial. And yeah. I also am very interested in your flipped classroom model. So that might have to be a second podcast interview for sure. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> 
So we know that many times when teachers are working with small group of students, the other students in the room will be working on math center activities. So what are some of your favorite number sense activities that teachers can provide for their students during those math center times? Um, what I do is I have a must do and a may do menu every day. And so on the must do menu is typically a worksheet that includes components for demonstrating understanding. I'm not real big on just, you know, kill and drill at all. You know, they need to be able to show me with a picture or, you know, coloring in parts of a, of a hundreds block or, you know, a, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, mm -hmm that they demonstrate their understanding. And then I also use a lot of Google resources um, that I, we have Schoology. Um, we used to use Google Classroom, but we use Schoology now. And so I'll just post um, different Google Sheets and slides um, activities that they can do. And often they'll have digital manipulatives that they can move around so that they can make more sense or they'll have the, um, the, the image of the flat that they have to fill in the columns um, with, with colors so that they see, you know, this is 10, 20, 30, 40, and so on. Mm -hmm. um, I love Google Sheets because they're self-grading. And so, you know, it's kind of like giving a quiz or an exit ticket, but it's, uh, you know, they get some kind of surprise, like a, a picture that appears or, um, you know, like a pixel puzzle or something. And it gives them that immediate feedback of whether they uh, whether they got it correct or not. Um, and I I love anything that's self grading. I grading seems to be my, my Achilles heel. Um, I also use a lot of task cards and scavenger hunts. Um, they they really enjoy the scavenger hunts more, I think, because for one thing, they're self checking, so they know if they've made a mistake because they're getting the wrong answer on the, you know, previous question. Um, and they also like to kind of zip around the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Then I may do really includes games. Um, I use a lot of card games, file folder games, spinner games, and dice games, and a practice website that the county that I teach in uses that's called ST Math. Um, and okay. ST math is really cool because it's great for um, English language learners because it doesn't have any, it doesn't have any uh, written directions. Everything mm -hmm. is just kind of intuitive. They have to, you know, kind of try something. And if that doesn't work, they have to try something else and it keeps going like that. So that's kind of, kind of different. <laughs> Interesting. I've not heard of that. So you said that your county uses it. Is it like a, is it a district? like purchase or so is like is it available for any anyone to use or is it like so. okay okay well I haven't heard of that that's that's really cool I need to check that out and mm -hmm. also love must do may do menus I use those a lot for my math classes and I'm sure that you probably use a lot of your own resources that you create mm -hmm. as part part of those um, menu activities so that's really cool and helpful for you Definitely. So talk a little bit to us about some engaging ways to teach other math skills like rounding, even odd, prime and composite. So that those kind of things that you have found over the years. Okay. Um, well, you know, as a, as a fifth grade teacher that 
um, prime and we, at least in Virginia, we hit the ground running with prime and composite numbers. It's the first unit. And um, I know some, some states, they do prime and composite in sixth grade, but we, you know, I've, I have found this, this may seem really obvious or simplistic, but a great subject for a number talk for prime and composite numbers is the number of days we've been in school. That's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We just, you know, when I teach, when I have taught fifth grade math and when I taught fourth grade, I taught fifth grade math because they're advanced learners. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, so when I've taught fifth grade math, uh, we will touch on this pretty often. And one way I might do it is to put it in the morning message. Today's the 58th day of school. Is 58 a prime or composite number? How do you know? And we talk about it. Um, 58 is easy because all even numbers are composite except for two. And odd numbers are harder. And so they may go into a multi-step explanation, um, you know, and have to say, oh, gosh, you know, I thought this number was a was a prime number. But now I see that it's a composite number because it's divisible by seven or it's divisible by three or whatever. Um, and uh, another fun game is just the what number am I thinking of? And you know, you might write, just write a number on a sticky note and hold it in your hand and, and ask for, or give clues or ask for clues, you know, and say, it's a, it's an odd number. It's um, a, it's a prime number. It has, you know, what a five in the tens place. It's not it, whatever, you know, and keep mm -hmm, going. Yes. So those I love that. Anytime you can make it a game. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Very fun. Yes. And for rounding, I think number lines, all forms of number lines, bleh, number lines from closed lines all the way across the room to really small number lines on worksheets or Google Slides are really effective for helping children conceptual conceptualize how rounding works. Um, word problems are also great for working on rounding and estimating because, you know, again, like I spoke of before, they're thinking of ballpark, you know, where, where should this land me? Oh, wow. I'm in the thousands and I really should be in the hundreds. What happened? <laughs> so. I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. It's crazy how their little minds work. And then mm -hmm. whenever you see that light bulb go off, it's just really cool. I love that. <laughs> so, sure. yes. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to elementary teachers who are searching for ways to build number sense in their classrooms? I just in a nutshell, use number talks. I think, um, you know, anytime you can get them talking about numbers and how they relate to each other and where they fall on number lines or the, any anything like that, it helps. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so going back to what I said in the beginning about how I noticed that kids had better number sense than I did, I really attribute that mostly to number talks and how mm -hmm. kids are taught differently now about how to relate to numbers and mm -hmm. how numbers relate to each other. So it's that's very, very important. So is there anything else that you would like to add that we haven't already covered? Um. I would say, you know, just uh, I've written about most of these things on my blog. So visiting my blog could be beneficial. 
Yeah, very good. Yes. And we'll definitely link your blog in the show notes. So go ahead and tell my audience all the way, all the places that they can find you if they want to connect with you. Okay. Um, my blog is amazing materials, the number for you. My teachers pay teacher store is amazing materials for the word you <laughs> by, <laughs> by Amy Dixon. So you could probably look at either amazing materials for you or um, for my name and you would be able to find it. I'm also on YouTube, not very often, Facebook, somewhat TikTok occasionally and Instagram more often. Um, my email is amazing materials for the number for you at gmail.com. Excellent. So I will definitely be sure to link all of those ways to contact you and everything else that we discussed in the show notes for today's episode so that my audience can check it all out. And Amy is also contributing some of her resources to Math Madness, which is coming up in just a few weeks. And I'm super excited to have her as part of that event. So be sure to grab your free ticket. You can find that link in the show notes as well. Amy, thank you so much for being here and taking the time to talk to us about Number Sense. I really enjoyed having you. Thank you for having me. I loved it. It was fun. I am excited to let you know that I am hosting a free online event called Math Madness for upper elementary math teachers. If you are listening to this before March 27th, 2024, you still have time to register to get access to tons of free resources, insider details about exclusive sales, and chances to win prizes in our free Facebook group. If you are not already a member of the Facebook group, now is the time to join because not only will there be prize giveaways happening in there throughout the event, but I will also be posting updates about the event directly to the group members. You can join by searching Upper Elementary Simplified on Facebook or by clicking the link in the show notes and requesting to join that way. Either way, we would love to have you. Registration for Math Madness will be open from February 18th through March 26th. To get registered for the event, head to teachertechstudio.com forward slash register. And that's R-E-G-I-S-T-E-R. I will also link that in the show notes for you. You can find that link by going to the episode description in your podcast player app or by heading to upperelementarysimplified.com forward slash podcast. I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Upper Elementary Simplified. I hope you are able to take away something useful that will help you grow as a teacher. I do have a quick favor to ask before you go. If you are enjoying the podcast, please let me know by leaving me a review. It really does make a difference because reviews impact search results, which helps me to expand my reach to other educators. Plus, I love to read my listeners' comments. Until next time, keep life simple.